Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I mean, it's always a good opportunity when you're playing a great team. Um, you got a good opportunity to go out there and, and show what you can do and, and, and go beat a really good team. But every week, I mean, any team can beat you. You see the Seahawks had lost a few in a row, and we came in and laid an egg, played terrible, and they, they killed us. So... Stuff like that. I mean, every week you gotta you come ready and, and play your best to win. And so that's doesn't matter who you're playing. That's the motivation is that you can get beat any week, and you can also can beat anyone any week. So um, that's how we look at it. But it's definitely exciting to get an opportunity to play them because they've you know they've been playing so well. That's Trevor Lawrence. He's been consistent with that too. I mean, the competitor and wants can't wait to play the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I'm not sure Jacks fans feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, but it's a week-to-week game, really. The NFL is. Uh, I mean, the football is in high school and college, and really in the NFL, it's a week-to-week league. I mean, there's it's a great cliche because it is. Uh, I've always been stunned by this. It's one of the in my career. I I, I always bring this up from time to time that. Just the way you guys, I say, Austin, as a former player, are programmed to just erase it from your memory 24 hours later and then move on to the next where the fans and people in the media are still talking about it on a Thursday from String Sports Brewery in Springfield (laughs) about what happened five days ago and what might happen on Sunday because of what happened five days ago, you know? Uh, Now, in fairness to all of us, and the Jags fans, the Jags have a heck of a lot more evidence than just five days ago. They've got about two years and maybe 14 years of evidence yeah. to say you should be concerned about Sunday. Yeah. Um, and Trevor's not like that. He's only got about seven games worth. So uh, it is a pretty wild uh, mental gymnastic game of football in general, but really the NFL. And I've just always been a It's it's so different than what we do on the outside of the building versus how the, the players on the inside uh, deal with that. And Trevor's already figured that out young, you know, early on in his career, and, and most of that probably even just from playing the game of football for so long. Yeah, you know, see, that's the thing with winning and losing in, in the league. I think that if, if you're accustomed to winning a lot, um, it, it makes the next week in terms of, of your game planning and looking forward to your next opponent, it makes it that much easier because you're coming off feeling good. When you lose a game or when you get blown out like you did in Seattle, like that lingers with you a little more. Um, and when, when the losses start piling up, that lingers with you a little more. And, and it's almost, you know, and it, it's, the, it's the cliche of the NFL. You got to play next play, play next play. Well, when Tuesday hits, it's time to, to think about Buffalo. It's just it gets hard, though, when you keep losing games and you lost the one like you did to Seattle. That, that's a rough one to say, okay, we're on to the next one now because, well, you have to learn from your mistakes as well. You have to address those mistakes. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, we're just talking about the conference thing, and Brian Copham uh, was listening and, and, te- and tweets in. And he brings up a really good point. Now he's got me thinking about the kids, damn it. Um, I want to screw the conference over. I mean, the, the school over, the program over. But he says, I thought the same things when teams left the conference, but wouldn't one year punishing the kids who had nothing to do with it, and it will be harder to get teams to join your conference if they know you're going to be spiteful if you ever leave. So 
uh, it's kind of like the same deal. Like if you hate your job and you're leaving it, you probably shouldn't flip anybody off on the way out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I don't know. Probably, we'll it see. Might catch up to you. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll maybe, see. Maybe not. I mean, yeah, maybe we'll it see. doesn't. Uh, uh, who, who knows? Maybe I go viral, I get famous off it. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Brian L. says you can absolutely make it more difficult on them, like not letting them host championship-type events or make things difficult, but to ban them altogether is pretty rough. And, and again, that goes to the kids. It's not The kids had nothing to do with it, right? I mean, they signed up to play, and, and now all of a sudden there's this business going on behind the scenes. So that's a fair point, probably a good way to look at it, and probably the way most do look at it. Um, I do think, though, and again, I use the A-Sun as a little bit of an example, and there might, there's probably some more examples and better examples on the conference stuff. You have to be careful to create a slippery slope and say, hey, it's okay. Uh, yeah. Because unless you know other schools are coming in, mm -hmm. and then you can replace them, well, that, that, that one school leaving might create this domino effect. And so um, I think you do have to be cognizant of that. And if, if they feel, and, and they might not, by the way, the, the Colonial Athletic Association has been around a while, have a lot of teams to pr choose from. Uh, it's not just a James Madison conference. But if they feel like this is a team that, or, and a program and a, a school that's so vital to them and they think others will go once they go, they don't want to set the precedent, then maybe dinging them a little bit is the way to go and send a message. Yeah. And so uh, that's a pretty wild scenario. It's probably, it's probably a, there's a lot of, I'm probably not thinking of a lot of different things on that topic. Yeah. But uh, I appreciate Bryson on Twitter brought that up because I, I didn't see that, first of all. And secondly, I think it is kind of fascinating. Uh, college sports in general right now are, are just so fascinating on a lot of levels of where it's headed, where it's been. Um, it ain't your granddaddy's college sports, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, anymore. Hey, last night I'm driving home, uh, leaving work. I don't know. It's a... Midnight-ish or something, and uh, I see a guy on Beach Boulevard on a four-wheeler mm -hmm. doing a wheelie. Nice, right down the middle lane. I mean, that's smart, but I mean, cool. I, I thought it was like because I was getting like where we're coming from the station. I was going St. John's Bluff, taking a right onto Beach Boulevard, and then I'm going to hop on 295, and uh, and so I hear like this revving up like it's a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> I look over, and this guy's like right next to me, yeah, <laughs> doing doing a wheelie. And by the way, dumbass, I mean he's got no helmet on or anything. So uh, it's, I'm like, what are you doing, you know? Uh, but at the same time, I would say do all things, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that, that's completely do all things for sure. Yeah, for, uh, well, and a four wheel. I mean, usually you see like the you see the. You can see crotch rocks, you see dirt bikes every once in a while. Shout out to the 12 O'Clock Boys, by the way. Uh, if you ever see that documentary, it's a pretty cool documentary in terms of guys that do that. But uh, the, the ATV is a little more of a, of a rare occurrence, I feel like. Yeah, wheelie on an ATV, I, I, that's not easy probably. By the way, ATVs can, are so dangerous. You hear so many times ATV accidents. They're so fun, yeah. but they're also a ton, bad, bad, bad well, accidents. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. And, and also three-wheelers are even worse. Uh, and, and I grew up riding on some three-wheelers. And th those th I don't know how those things even got passed by law in the first place, but those things, I mean, I don't think they make them anymore uh, as they shouldn't, but that's just an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I did get some great responses, though, is what I'm trying to find. I got some responses. Uh, Do you think Brett called the cops on him, Casey? No, I did not. Okay. I didn't have time to. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I missed something. I got to have to ask Jihad Ward about this. Okay. But <laughs> right away, people said, Hattie, 
which is Jihad Ward on, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of his nickname. And uh, <laughs> Palm Beach, our buddy from Palm Beach Autographs, Martin Buckley, said, always good to see you, man. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, Scott said, Hattie out there his life. He said something else there, too. Okay. Um, uh, what are we doing? Why are, why are you doing wheelies on Beach Boulevard? It wasn't me. Uh, Skyler says, the boat's last ride before Green Bay. Like that. Uh, this guy says, I'm sure we've all seen him. <laughs> yeah, probably have. It's probably not the first time. Yeah. Uh, he's this. Jim says, I remember a time when there was a bull on the loose on Beach Boulevard at midnight. <laughs> a bull? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what he said. And, and then this one follows up, actually. Um, uh, Rainy Dog 11 says, wasn't long ago. That was a dirt road. Ah. <laughs> like, how long ago would Beach Boulevard have been a dirt road? No idea. I don't either. I have no idea. Like, I don't. I know a lot of places down to where I live are, have were dirt roads, and it wasn't long ago. It was like in the last two decades. Yeah. But I don't know when Beach Boulevard uh, would have been a, a dirt road or if they were just kidding right there. But uh, pretty funny. And then on top of it, uh, Jihad Ward, uh, he did see it or somebody let him onto it, and uh, he just said, that was me. <laughs> oh, nice. So it was Jihad Ward then. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. I can guarantee this, all right? Yeah. It wasn't Jihad Ward. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I saw a guy. Well, you saw the guy. He wasn't wearing a helmet, so it's pretty easy to tell, as you were saying. Okay. Yeah. I hope not, because you just called him a certain word that I don't think Jihad Ward would take kindly to. That's a good point. And I don't think you would have called it if it was him, because he could, you know, it's snap you in half. But it's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. Um, <laughs> somebody reads. So, I'm reading Jihad Ward's. Thing he said, somebody uh, says, you ditched me when you hit that jump, but I can't believe you landed that flip. <laughs> I mean, this what? became like a thing. Like, is what there was the I don't ATV? Understand. Oh, shoot. No, I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay. I was I wondering, I was like, wondering I, what, what the rock I'm not opposed to, by the way. Take It all caught me by surprise so quickly that normally I wouldn't mind stopping and taking a picture or something or yeah. a video and be like, what is this guy doing? Yeah, yeah. But I just didn't even have time to do that. Like, it didn't. Uh, trying to grab his phone to call fast. the police. <laughs> so <laughs> I wouldn't call the police, but, I mean, the guy's an idiot, right? I just hope yeah. they don't read about him the next day. Um, I, so, I, I, that'd be less people fun. People are crazy, man. I mean, you're doing yeah. a, a wheelie with no helmet on in the middle of Beach Boulevard at midnight. I mean, come on. Don't be. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are stupid decisions. That's one of them, okay? No, for uh, sure. I don't want to be reading about you on the morning, on, you know, Action News this morning. Yeah. Um, or listening to you. So, uh, I do what I don't know, and somebody else might know out there. Like, why did everybody rope Jihad Ward into this? I don't know. Is this Jihad Ward like? A, does he ride ATVs or does he ride crotch rockets? I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't have to ask him. I, I just, I miss that. Like, that thing is over my head and under my feet. Like, I yeah, don't yeah. know. I don't. I miss that whole part of it. Uh, maybe it's something he does on Instagram. Like, I don't follow and read a lot of it. Uh, or maybe it's something he said before on Twitter. But I don't know why. Like, the instant reaction to that tweet was Jihad Ward. Yeah. Uh, I mean... And he played along nicely, too. No, yeah, he, he definitely played the role. I mean, I don't know if it's just the fact of, you know, he's kind of seems like the the wild... Oh, no, never mind. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Dang! In a four-second Instagram search, yeah. he rides four-wheelers. I mean, yeah. definitely... Oh, and he, so he does. And he's doing a wheelie in this yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> are you watching the video? No, I, I'm on Instagram. I can't. I don't have Instagram myself. I just typed in Jihad Ward There's Instagram. a video. Yeah, there's a... So that thing that you're looking at is a video, and he's doing a wheelie in what looks like an industrial park? I don't know. That would be Jacksonville, right? Well, May 30th. Yeah, May, thir well, May 30th. Well, at least he was doing it in May and not in, like, September. Well, would he have been here in May? 
Yeah. April, May. Yeah, he would have been here in May. Wait, no. Yeah, there's no location, so. Do we know when John Ward got signed here, Brent? Uh, he would have been signed in March. Okay. So Yeah, so he, he would have been here in May. Okay. Um, the Now that reminds me of John Ward. Be careful now. That's like the old... Uh, Oh, dang, he's good. I don't want to right? hate to bring this up, but, I mean, that's like, didn't Ben Roethlisberger get in trouble for, like, violating contract stuff? No, for sure. Well, yeah, because he, he, he almost killed himself on, on, on a crotch yeah. rocket, yeah. It was a little bit different situation. Well, yeah, because Ben, the two well, together. No, and ben, right. Ben's not an athlete here. I mean, I'm watching Jihad Ward do this thing, and he's very So impressive. he's pretty good at it. You don't remember? What was him? Brent's backtracking. Yeah, he's it's like, not, I didn't call him that. Yeah, that's not. That's not to say it was him. Did you hear the part where I said it was definitely not him? Okay, no, we heard I'm you. Just, yeah, we heard you. But I'm just saying this like, dude, John Ward. There's one reason why it was definitely not him. How wasn't this more talked about? This is an impressive <laughs> video. This is an impressive wheelie right here. Brent, you got to ask well, him about that. I will. I'll at, next time he's on Jags Report Live, I'll yeah. ask him about this. I had no idea about this. It's yeah. bad research by our department, I oh, guess. Oh, and he's got dirt uh, bikes. <laughs> what mean, the right over there. Casey's okay, so got dirt bikes too. He's got a Yamaha. I saw that. By the way, Jihad will join us on ESPN 690 a couple times, so maybe we'll 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 speed this thing up and have him on soon. You got to so speed this up. So we can ask up. him about this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's he's all around. The, he's in the city. Okay. He was in Philadelphia riding around his uh, his ATV as well. This guy's all over the place. No. <laughs> I was going to say, can I confirm or deny? But yeah, yeah. We'll just go, go on it. his Instagram. I'm not, I mean, well, well hey, you know. you know. No, he didn't. You know, I'm trying to help the he guy. Did. He didn't. Uh, I'm trying to get on his right. good side after Brent said what he said. Well, I can't, now I can't believe Brent the... snitched on Jihad Ward. I know. <laughs> You're not <laughs> a real one, Brent. Hey, Casey, are, are you going to break that right now? Brent, Brent calls out Jihad Ward. <laughs> might have to. Yep. Let's Let's have to. Jihad Ward snitched on himself. He said that was me. Now that yeah, is true. Yeah, but he, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And, and by the way, I know it wasn't. Okay. Okay. Like, this is reminding me of the conversation when like it was dark. Ask, I mean, could you really tell it was dark outside, man? No, I could tell. Okay. 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 It was not John Ward. This okay. is starting to remind me of the conversation when the kids were born, and everybody kept asking me over and over, even like, are they identical twins? I was like. <laughs> no, I check their diaper every day <laughs> or change their diaper every day. Fair. They're not identical twins, Fair. okay? Fair. So trust me on this one Okay. that it wasn't John okay. last night. Good. But I now at least we understand the context of why everybody was saying that. So oh, yeah, this guy's all over the place, Ryan. That's cool. Woof. All right. What a five football. <laughs> Doesn't that violate your contract? No. I, well, you You'd have to imagine it's got to be in his contract, right? If he's has to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not like he just bought this and started doing it. I think those things are loosely in those guys' contracts to begin with, like that baseline of, you know, any like you can't go skydiving, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, those kind of things because of injury potential. And I think that's what Roethlisberger ran into that time uh, back then. I think it was a contractual problem. And I don't know. I can't remember the exact. That was so long ago uh, if he lost money or all that stuff. But, yeah, I think you got to be careful. That. Now, would you really work that into your contract? I mean, John Ward didn't sign like a big contract. Like, would that have been like, <laughs> hey, uh, here's on uh, on uh, Roman numeral number three, letter F. I'm allowed to write. I mean, I think like, you would have to. if it's important to you. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm I'm watching as 
probably like the 20th time to watch this video now. Yeah, it's pretty he, cool. He's holding the wheelie for like like, like 15 seconds. Yeah. I counted. Yeah, yeah, he's doing it. It's a 15-second wheelie it's on this ATV. Cool. New favorite player. Yeah, uh, my, definitely my new favorite player. I'm getting a jersey tomorrow. I'll get I one. Just, I just did my contract, and I'm now disappointed that I didn't put in there that I'm allowed to ride ATVs even if I don't <laughs> want it. <laughs> like, now, next contract, I am adding that. That's going to be a win in my column for the contract oh, here uh, with Cox Mason. Just wear a helmet, If right? I have another contract. Just wear a helmet. Just <laughs> yeah. wear a helmet. Uh, hey, let's get – won't have another contract if we don't get uh, to Captain Rick, Florida Sports and Fishing Report right now. Uh, Captain Rick, what's happening? Hope you uh, – any helmets on the fishing boats these days? I tell you, I had your next contract right in my hand. I was just about to rip it up when you finally took me off hold. Honest to gosh, true story, a long time ago, Mark Burnell and I were really dear friends through an organization we had met. And at the time, I had a buddy that was hog hunting with his bare hands. He would literally, the dogs would get the hog trapped, and he would literally go in and take it down. And Mark Burnell wanted to go so bad. And he said, do you have any idea what Coughlin would do if I, if I caught, a, caught a tusk in the leg or something? He said, I don't think that would work out very well. So it was wow. not in his contract to hunt hogs by hand. <laughs> That's but let's, let's, let's talk a little fishing because, oh, my goodness, was it rough today. It did not stop the boats in the El Pescado. I just got off the phone with Captain Jeff Crabtree, who's on the way home. He said it was a solid seven-foot white caps all day long, just as tough as the guys could hang in there. But it was the last day of the tournament. Congratulations to Wallace Higginbotham on the Grand Slam as he won the El Pescado again. I think he ended up with ten sailfish for the two days. That's pretty good fishing. I know my buddy Jeff finished uh, in third place with six. So pretty good sailfish fishing, but only for very big boats is it was too rough for any of the rest of us to get offshore. It was even rough inshore. It even slowed up red fishing today. Not the fishing itself, but the uh, getting to it was the tough part and holding your position. Now, Guana should have really gone off at Guana Dam today. It did not. The water ran, but I talked to Roger Walker, and they had one real nice trout, but that was it. Sheepshead are stacking up at both jetties right now. It's mostly the smaller males but they're getting ready for their spawn a little later this winter. So as soon as this wind backs off a little bit, which is not going to come until Monday, I don't think, it's going to be tough fishing, but the fish are biting when we can get to them. And we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and CNS Landscaping. Thanks, Captain Rick. Have a good night, man. Thank you, boys. That's Captain Rick Riles, Florida Sports and Fishing Report. Uh, check it out each and every day on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Also 7 a.m. on ESPN 690 on Saturday mornings for a couple of hours. Brent Morton, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. We've got our Thursday night picks coming up uh, in just a bit. By the way, might not buy a beer tonight because the board is full. Oh. Uh, so I might get off the hook. But that means other folks that I've bought a beer for yeah. will have to come out and get it and redeem it. Uh, Stat Boy's on that list. Uh... I forget who else on that list. I gotta go find out. I know we got a few of them up there, uh, but you gotta have room on the board, Austin. Gotta be have able room to put on the board. a name up there. Business I've is actually, booming right now. I've erased them before, but I I can only do that so many times. So, I got gotcha. uh, I might take this week off from it. Uh, real quick, Deshaun Jackson cleared waivers. I don't think anybody signed him in the last half hour. Uh, we talked about this earlier this week. Doesn't seem like a fit in Jacksonville. Uh, heck, I mean, now you'd think it might be more of a fit in a place like Las Vegas, right? Yeah, um, as far as Jacksonville is concerned, you know, I, I think we're all set there. 
Uh, and, you know, would you get the best out of Sean Jackson in Jacksonville? Probably not. So I think he would want to go to more of a contender. So, yeah, I mean, maybe the Raiders, depending where they're at as a team now, but I just can't foresee Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, does, does the Raider, Do the Raiders make some sense? Uh, obviously with the, the bad news of this week. and the Yeah. Week. Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I could definitely see the Raiders because uh, they're still in contention, so I, I could see that. I mean, you know, teams like uh, the Chiefs and Bucks seem to pick up all these guys. Yeah, well, they I just don't need what, Jackson. Hey, hey what, about, uh, what about the Saints with Michael Thomas out? Yeah. I mean, you're just not that impressed with Deshaun Jackson. No, like he's I'm guy, not. I right? mean, like, you know, occasionally you're going to get that one reception for 70 yards and a touchdown, and then, you know, he goes quiet. So, yeah, he just doesn't, he doesn't really move the needle for me. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, we've got our picks coming up as well, and a big story out of the NBA, too. Um, plus, Chuck and Shaq had some fun last night. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Shaq's on ESPN 690. One thing I would note is Stafford there described seeing investigations play out in Dallas and with the Clippers and feeling that, particularly over a 17-year period, why has nothing been done here? Not necessarily just putting that, laying that at the feet of the NBA, but why has no one done anything and, and more or less left us on an island and allowed aspects of this culture and, and of this workplace to persist? So there's a, again, the, the timeline is something, you know, it, for as many questions as I ask for that the story, that is probably the key question that so many people ask me, is how come nothing has ever been done? Mm-hmm. How come no one's ever been uh, held to account? I don't know who that is. Obviously, talking about the Suns and the NBA and the and the latest news. I mean, you know, you have the Washington football team, you have the Suns, you had the Clippers in the past, you had uh, uh, Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks as well. Um, I'm missing some, right? I mean, who else? Uh, are we going to get? Listen, the old way of doing things was not the right way of doing things. Yeah, I mean, I'm more examples than we need. Yeah, um, and I mean that's in a lot of the walks of life. Uh, there has been so much that has changed over these last couple of years, maybe a handful of years. I mean, uh, you, you know, the amount of, um, you know, people, I, I, w- I don't want to say not afraid to talk. I'm sure there's still some petrified to talk and, and share stories, but uh, they're more willing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there are more people listening uh, to those stories, too, and, and ready to listen to those stories. So uh, the Suns are the latest example, man. I mean, I, I just feel like, there's a couple of things on, on this front. Um, I mean, w- w- we wouldn't normally be talking about the Phoenix Suns. We wouldn't normally care about the Phoenix Suns. Uh, but this NBA story has is, is become the NBA story of the day. And what I think is, is bigger than the NBA, I think it's bigger than the Suns. I think it's uh, uh, it has to do with all these other franchises, what we've seen over the last handful of years, over the last couple of years. And what we're about to see, because I think we're going to see more. I think we're going to see more people doing it the wrong way. That's not to mean everybody's doing it the wrong way, but I think people are about to get exposed for doing it the way they've done it and and not a good workplace environment, quite frankly. And that doesn't have to be in sports. That could be in any walk of life. I think we've already seen that in other facets, in businesses, in CEOs, and in ownership uh, across the, uh, corporate America, too. Yeah. And so this is... Um, what I hope, though, doesn't happen, and, and I think we have to be careful of this, is we kind of become a little numb to it because now it's like, okay, that happened there too. Okay, what else is happening? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, for sure. You know, it's 
it's an, I don't know. It's, you know, what, what's coming out, whether, you know, it was the, the, the racist claims or the sexist claims, you know, I mean, obviously, um, w- once the investigation is concluded and, you know, the sons have said that they're going to, you know, a- a- abide by all the investigations and help wh- whichever way they can. Um, but w- once it's all brought to the light, you know, it's just, it's another black eye in the world of professional sports and then we're seeing this in every sport you know i mean the chicago blackhawks right now are going through their own thing and and um that there is horrible and uh, i guess like we're the i don't want to say that we we can never get too numb to this like we always have to take these things very seriously and people have to come forward but it's it's always weird when these people aren't comfortable enough to come forward when this is taking place. You know, like, the, the, the situation with the Blackhawks is something that, that occurred, you know, I think a, a five, six, seven years ago. A decade ago. Oh, a decade yeah. ago. And, yeah. you know, the, the thing in Phoenix, I mean, this occurred, I believe it was, you know, some of it was last year. But, you know, there, there, there's never a right time to come forward. I guess I just hope that we get to the point where when these things happen right in in live time someone can go in and say hey you can't do that and it ends right there and and those people are held accountable right there and and we're not waiting on investigations and we're not waiting on i mean listen i I hope things get found out i hope it's a it's a, a fair and just process whatever the case may be but i just wish these things would happen you know in real time those people held accountable where people aren't afraid to come forward and are are afraid of the people that are put in power yeah that's a good point and i think we're getting to a world in that we are that we may see that more in i don't know about real time but quicker time yeah right now it still feels like it's almost like uh for lack of a better explanation almost feels like a class action kind of Mm -hmm. lawsuit in the sense that and you get enough people right uh, because maybe it's 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 hard if you have one or two folks. It's easier for the corporate America side or the professional sports ownership group or whatever it might be to say, oh, that's he said, she said. They've got higher and, and more powerful lawyers and all that stuff. Well, when you have 70 people say something, that well, certainly is a louder and more profound and systemic and all those things. So I don't know if that's true or not, Austin. I mean, listen, maybe HR departments are more aware of it now. Yeah. Right, yeah. and and maybe that's the case on the lower level of things. But in terms of getting the headline, t- making change, being held accountable, it might take a number of people to be, to do it. I don't know if that's true or not, but it might. And and uh, we are seeing it in all forms and fashions. Again, this isn't just a professional sports thing. This is a this is a corporate America thing, for lack of a better or way to at least um, put a blanket around everything. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, you know, the other part of it, why wouldn't people say something in the past? Well, a lot of jobs in corporate America and especially in professional sports are very high-paying jobs, you know? I mean, they are – it's a good way to make a living. And so I think a lo- not only maybe a he said, she said thing, maybe not only did this really happen and kind of a sense of denial to oneself or a sense of shock, but also, well, I'm going to lose a six-figure job potentially. You know, whatever that is. Well, yeah, but there's also the fear, I think, of being ostracized where it's like if you do come forward, then would you get another job like that again? Like what what, what would another company, you know, bring you on in sort of the same capacity? And I think, 
if we're talking about 10 years ago, the, you know, you, you might be ostracized and you might, you know, have a hard time finding that. I just hope that the times have changed a little bit where if you do come forward um, and, and you do have an issue, you do speak about it and then you get an opportunity someplace else. Yeah, I, I think times are changing. I don't <laughs> think that makes everything perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do think times have certainly changed. I was thinking about this the other day, Austin. You know, it, it is not, I mean, it feels like it's been a long year and a half. If you go back and think about that uh, April, May, June, July, August, September. So 18 months ago, the pandemic started. So we spent a lot of our conversations on this show around sports stopping the pandemic and then uh, into a, a, a movement that was very effective in, in Black Lives Matter uh, from here in Jacksonville to beyond in other sports. And so that was like a year ago. Mm -hmm. Now, it feels like a long time ago almost. But I was thinking about this the other day, and I haven't seen anything really uh, written on it or anything like that. And maybe there has been. Like, I don't, maybe there's a documentary out there. Uh, maybe something's been written on it. But... I feel like like that worked, you know, and now, I'm not an African-American male. I don't know if I am even justified to say that. Um, what I mean by I feel like that time when we were all talking about it, not just here on ESPN 690, but everybody mm -hmm. uh, really across America and continues to talk about issues and things, and it was brought up, I feel like... I shouldn't say it worked because that seems past tense and it's done. I feel like there's been movement. There's been some change, awareness, some of those things. I can't sit here and tell you from a tangible, um, hey, this, this, this. Yeah. But I feel, like, I feel like that movement was so powerful and strong. And at a time when everybody's attention was, well, kind of stuck in their house, right, mm -hmm. that I feel like there was some – in sports world, um, and we did see some carryover with maybe some of the things the NFL did. I mean, you know, the, the whole admission of, of Roger Goodell was a powerful thing, you know. So I don't know, uh, I don't know from a concrete level how much has changed since last year, but I feel like that movement had a big impact on how we are now moving forward. And sure, are there still? Uh, things to do? Absolutely. There will be for decades probably to even come. But I feel like that was a, a movement that is in the making and still, like, still resonates with me, at least, still on my mind. Like, I think about those topics that we were talking about and those yeah. and what happened here in Jacksonville. And, and I would think most Americans uh, uh, still do. Most sports fans still do. Mm -hmm. um, again, it's easy to say from a white guy perspective. I, I've just... I feel like that was a, something that we will look at some point in time, in 5, 10, 15 years, and say that was the start of something. That was the beginning of change. That helps, uh, was a catalyst for change, even if it didn't happen overnight. Well, look where we are now. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you still see, I mean, it, I think it still resonates on that football field. You know, you see the stickers uh, on the back of the helmets. Um, you know, it takes all of us or end racism. Like, you, you see that everywhere. Um, whether, you know, it, it's subliminal or, or not, but, like, it, it sticks with us. And, yeah, at the end of the day, when you talk about issues like that, um, as a society, either you're doing things to help or you're doing things to hurt. 
and either you're uh, a spoke on the wheel of progress or you're a brake on the wheel of progress. And I think for that time um, that you were talking about, that was a giant spoke on the wheel of progress. Now, it's a wheel. It keeps on going. It has to keep on going. It never stops. Um, you only hope that it can keep on moving forward in the right direction. But, yeah, I think that was a big step in the right direction. Yeah, by the way, this just uh, in. NBA is launching an invest investigation into Suns owner Robert Sarver over racism, sexism charges. And so... Uh, here goes the investigation. I guess what I would say is what's the punishment? You know, what's potentially the punishment? How, how does it work out? How does it happen? I mean, have we seen enough significant change with the Washington football team? Mm. You know, Daniel Snyder's still the owner. He, like, moved yeah. ownership over to his wife, essentially. Yeah. You know, they were they were outed for all these wrongdoings. Yeah. But other than that, like, if... I don't know. I've got to be in the building to know if that really changed anything. I'm not sure I can clear as day say that. I'm sure they're on alert now. I mean, they're probably not doing the things that they did over time. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what was won necessarily in that. And and by the way, all these things, and I've said this before, and on different levels, like even here in Jacksonville or wherever. This is what I say by there are levels of toxicity in sports buildings and corporate America that just, they are the baseline of existence. You know, they, they are that. Like, it, it happens, and I think that does exist. I, some people have pushed back on me a little bit on that. I don't think so. I think I'm right on this. I, I think there is a, a level of toxicity in every sports building out there, not just the NFL, but other ones too, from egos to big money people to old thoughts to new thoughts to all these clashing ideas. Uh, I think that it happens. And I think winning and success hides some of it, compresses some of it, and I think losing exacerbates it and, and brings it to the forefront. And um, I don't know why this right now is the time for it in the, in the Suns. It doesn't have anything to do with winning and losing. Yeah. But it's just another example of toxicity exist has existed in that organization for some time. Yeah, uh, you know, and it's it's crazy, like, what would have happened last year in the NBA Finals if that would have came out? You know, I mean, it's just, it's crazy that it comes out right now. I, I do agree with you in terms of, you know, the, the toxic, you know, masculinity or, or whatever you want to call it within professional organizations of, of any sport. I, I do think there is that there, and it's ironic because we always preach that sports... Um, no matter the level, they, they reflect everyday life. And, and we learn these life lessons, which can be true. But at the same time, it is a different atmosphere. You know, it is a, um, it's a different environment. And, you know, it, it starts with the people that, are, that, are, that have the most money and that are put in, you know, that are put in charge. Um, we saw this in Washington. We, we've seen it all over the place. You know, and I think it's just when people... And I want to speak on behalf of every successful businessman in America because that, that's not that's fair true. at all. Yeah, you know, that's, that's not. That's some not people even close. do it the right way. That's not even close to being fair. Yeah, some people do do it the right way. But I, I just feel like, you know, depending on if, if it's an old school way of thinking, if it's not adapting with the times or it's just being so wrapped up in your ego where you don't even care what's happening around you, there, there definitely is some of that with some organizations. And, you know, a lot of them are being brought to light. I'm sure there's still some things out there that need to be brought to light on other teams, and hopefully they do. But at the end of the day, you just hope that you can keep on bringing attention to this where it gets to the point where if you're an owner or you're a, a person of power uh, in these organizations, um, you're going to think twice about how you act as a member of society. Yeah, let me be perfectly clear, too. When I say a level of toxicity, and I even, like, I'm talking about anything like it's not it doesn't have to be 
to this degree. Yeah. Sexism, yeah. racism, like the Washington football team. And so when I bring up the Jags in that context or, or any franchise, that, like we were talking just weeks ago about like the, the urban stuff, right, and what happened. Like that's how we brought up toxicity and how can that exist in a building and when you lose all the time. So there's different levels of it, and obviously there's extreme levels of it. So when I say that exists, what I'm saying is these aren't perfect cultures everywhere just because they're professional sports. Yeah. And, and they're not the best-run businesses all the time across the board. I think there's just a level of some of that stuff. It comes in different ways. Um, and then it comes in extraordinarily bad ways, like the Suns, Washington football team, what was going on even with the Dallas Mavericks, back with the Clippers, those kind of examples of it. So I just want to be clear on that front. I'm not saying every organization has sexism and racism and everything else. I do think it comes in, in different forms of... Uh, uh, what I keep saying is toxicity uh, to a degree with the dollars, the big business, the egos, the everything else that takes place um, in them. So continue to follow that story. Uh, more from the NBA. And how about tonight's picks? Colts and Jets. Doesn't look like a blockbuster now. <laughs> it doesn't look like a blockbuster. But it can make picking a winner in some of the spread kind of difficult. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I'm not going to lie, we saw some footage of Zion Williamson that caught your guys' attention, and I'd, I'd like to see it now. So this is Zion warming up. We don't have him. It could be another two or three weeks, but Chuck, you, you had a visceral reaction to this. It looked like me and Shaq had a baby. I quit. I gotta get hey, go, man. What do it look like? Chuck? Like, like me and you had a baby. God. <laughs> uh. Am I supposed to talk now? Because I can't hear the sound. Was that Chuck? Oh yeah. And Shaq. Chuck and Shaq, yeah. Yeah, Casey, I could not I could hear the music, but I can't hear the sound. So fix something on the board, baby. I was just making fun of uh, Casey's uh, golf pick a little bit, too, when we were coming back. I didn't know we were playing Chuck and Shaq. That was pretty funny, though, wasn't it? No, absolutely. Casey, what's wrong with the golf pick? Is he losing? He just made bogey on 18. Oh. He had a par putt on 18. Put on, he's put three on. under. He's fine. Your guy's fine, too. Ricky Fowler, he's okay. I mean, yeah, it's almost good. Those guys were in the mix. I mean, Billy Horschel sitting at seven under in uh, third place. But Now, is this a one-day tournament, or how is no, this working? I'm, oh, okay. I'm just used to this spot. It's okay. Okay, okay. Uh, right, see how you, heard, you heard... Jack and Chuck? You I heard? Did not no, hear. not you, Austin. Yeah, yeah, I heard it. All right, it's a Brent thing. You want to play it again? No. It's not a Brent thing. Like, I haven't changed a thing. All I've been doing is eating french fries in the last couple of minutes. That's nice. the only thing that's changed. Mouth is watering now. Thank you. You know, I get, you know what's funny about french fries? I go on these kick. Now, I'm not on one right now, but I was like, I saw somebody have french fries here at String Sports Brewery. I'm like, and I'm really trying to be pretty good for the most part. Sure. Uh, not really with eating french fries. But. Uh, I go on these kicks sometimes where I'll be like, man, I got to go get some French fries. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like, I don't know why it's fries. Like, I never was, like, in love with fries as a kid. Or, you know, you eat fries through McDonald's or Wendy's or wherever else. Mm -hmm. But I'm not, like, but once in a while, man, I'm telling you, those fries, I get a craving for. Come on. Um, Brent, well, best, had them today. best kind of fry and go real quick. <sighs> Well, the crinkle fry is the best fry. So, like, the, the Zaxby's is really Wait, good. Crinkle, are those, those like the accordion ones? 
Yeah. Yeah, okay, no. Okay. No, they're no, definitely no, the this, this, this is the end of the we're conversation. Casey, let's go to Thursday Night Football. Thank you. I can't believe you just said Kringle Cut. So the situation, no, 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 we're, not giving, we're not giving him a chance. The nope. situation nope. is this. we grow up a little bit with some time. Austin, well, what about you guys? Oh we got a fries goodness. for you guys. Curly fries. Curly? Curly fries. Season uh, curly curlies. fries are the worst. Brent. You, they're not good? You, you, why? I just don't lo- I'm not a big fan of the curly fry. Casey, just, Casey's got to go to Thursday Night Football, man. I'm trying to get us there. I'm sorry I brought up the topic. What kind of fries? <laughs> Any kind. Austin, you're six and two. Brent, you're seven and one. I'm four and four. I'm picking first. Jets plus ten. Whoa. I think it's called the I think it's called the sandwich shop on Beach Boulevard or something. They have like the best fries. They're really good fries. Okay. I think that's what it's called. Nice. Beach down there, like uh kind of near Southside and Beach, but not exactly on Southside and Beach. I think that's what it's called. Cut the check. It's like the famous hot dog place or something. It's weird because I've never had a hot dog there. Yeah. But I I like their fries. All right. Um so anyway, uh, what do you say about the game tonight? I mean, it's the Jets and the – I mean, we're about to talk French fries and the Jets and whoever they're playing. The Colts, right? Colts, yep, that is correct. Casey made his pick of taking the Jets plus 10, which I, I'm a little shocked by, but, I mean, I like it. Do I it. go next because I'm the king of fantasy? Go ahead and go next, Brent. The over-under is 45. So he went plus 10 Jets yep. instead of picking the Colts outright? Yep. This is correct. Is this the layup line? I'll take the layup and go the Colts. I need to go back to my winning ways. Oh, man. He's going to be disappointed when he finds out Jonathan Taylor's out tonight. Is he really? No. Is he out? (laughs) No. Yeah, no. I mean, not that it would matter. I'm just saying because that would be pretty wild because James Robinson could be out. Derrick Henry could be out. I just did a whole thing last night on CBS 47 and Fox 30 about the AFC South running backs. They were maybe the best of any division. And is he really, like, hurt? No, I think he's fine. I'll take the over. Oh. I, I think Casey's trying to get in your head a little bit. Oh, we can't get it in my head. I mean, look at the standings. Well, you, you just well, – careful now with the standings. I'm only one game behind you. I'll take the over, Casey. You guys like Appreciate curly it. fries and you're bad at Thursday night picks. Who likes the accordion-style fries the best? Crinkle fries. The best. Crinkle fries. Yeah, those are great. Ugh. Definitely. Used to have those with, like, uh, fish sticks when I was a kid. Yeah, Make when you were a oven. kid. Ah, yeah. Uh, Eventually, you got to grow up, Peter Pan. I mean, by the way, French fries are like, it's like the ultimate kid food. Mm, It's up there. (laughs) Yeah, it's absolutely up there. It's up there. French fries should bring you back to your I think, see, uh, I think curly fries have a little more mature palate. You have to have a mature palate to appreciate them. That's very good. It's all good. You can be the mature kid. Oh, I am. I'll just be doing wheelies down Beach Boulevard Boulevard tonight at midnight. Tell John where we say what's up. <laughs> hey, have a good night. Uh, we have the uh, coaching show coming up for Florida State next, and then Thursday night football on ESPN 690. Have a good one. We'll see you on Jaguars All Access from String Sports Brewery, 7 o'clock, Fox 30. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 